This is episode 143 on the Herpreneur Show. Today we have Dr. Hope Zeller on You, the Entrepreneur Leader. Welcome to the Herpreneur Show, where we talk women, business, life. I am your host, Annette Lakovich. I'm an entrepreneur, businesswoman, mum, and I'm a fitness fanatic who loves to dance. What I also love to do is help you reach your fullest potential in business, health, and happiness. Join me as I bring you life-changing interviews, world-class education that helps you continue to up-level your next stage in greatness. It's your time to shine. Let's do it. All right, ladies, I'm starting to crank up my social and stop hiding. (laughs) It's been a little bit easy the last few years because I've been at the back of the business building the Sales Institute and Convert Club. But now I'm deciding to get out in front and run an event. If you haven't heard the news, go to special announcement episode 140, where I walk you through that. It's a very short episode, probably kind of going to call it an episode. It's a very short message, uh, three minutes, and it gives you the download. Also, a very special request. I am asking you, begging you, pleading, pleading, pleading. I want to know who you are. I want to know what you need as a woman in business. I want to know what you want in your life and in business, how you can integrate that to make you the best version of yourself and up-level your life. This survey takes about, I'd probably say 25, 30 seconds. Just go through, do a quick answer. That's going to really help me build out the best guests for you on the show and also really curate the best content for the Herpreneur Live event next year. Just scroll below, the link will be there. So let's get on with the lady of the hour. We have the incredible Dr. Hope Zeller. She's the founder and the president of Hope, which is helping other people excel. This is a firm that specializes in facilitating leaders. She goes into organizations all around the world and has a professional career in really being able to develop leaders and train them and employee relations. Dr. Zella is also a professor of Spouting University, instructing in Master of Business Communication program. She has a doctorate in leadership education, also master in education in training and development, and a Bachelor of Arts in Communication and Psychology. Let me just tell you, you're going to hear it. You're going to hear her genius coming out. It just flows so effortlessly. Hope's also co-authored two books, And she's here today to really help you up-level your life in entrepreneurship and stepping into the leader for you to be able to delegate, you be able to grow your team, and for you to be able to work out how do you become the best leader as a solopreneur or when growing your business and hiring your team. Enjoy today's interview. Let me introduce you to Dr. Hope Zeller. It is nine o'clock at night where you are. Can you share with everybody, we're in this beautiful world you chiming into this interview from? I am chiming into you from Louisville, Kentucky. Oh, I haven't been to Kentucky. You must come. We have, well, if, if you partake. Even what are you known for? for? Yeah. We are known for bourbon and horses. So. I will do very well there. <laughs> I yes, grew up yes. with horses and my first choice of drink when I was younger, when I just started to explore the alcoholic beverages was bourbon. So um, not a big bourbon drinker now, but I'm sure I could definitely go over there and have a nice time and not do both, right, and drink at the same time. <laughs> right. Pick your pleasure. Pick your pleasure. Yes. Now, before we lose any ladies listening and they go, 
oh, this is about leadership. I mean, I'm a solopreneur. I'm not doing leadership anymore. I've come from corporate. I've come from being a mum. What are you going to say to them to keep them hanging on and to know that this interview is for them? I am going to say you are a leader of you and you are a leader of one. And it is extremely important when you're being a solopreneur because you're doing so many things yourself. And I think it's, it's important too, from a leadership aspect, when you've worked in corporate America, one of the first things I learned quickly on when I was in management was delegation. And when you're a solopreneur, if you don't quickly understand the power of that delegation, because you can't do everything yourself. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, I remember starting Hope back in 2010 and just sitting in front of the computer crying because I was trying to create my own website. <laughs> Instead of you know going out there and, and looking for clients that I could help, I'm trying to figure out how to do a website. And you know, my my husband was like, "You do know there are people that do that, correct? You do know that if you give, you know, people can set you up for success with that." And that was really my first realization of. I, I, you know, I've, I've got to lean into the things that I'm well at leading and those things mm. that I'm not, I have to lean in and trust people that that is their area of expertise. Yes. And I think that even more as a solopreneur, that becomes extremely important. So, you know, you do mm-hmm. transfer that, but I would say it transfers in a bit of a little, little bit of a different way when you're yes. you know, your own business. You know, I love that answer because you talk, you just spoke about something that I would probably say a majority of people would start to do it, which is build their own website. And there's so many software programs now that do that, Um, do their own marketing, Facebook, Instagram, doing their own graphics because we've got Canva. But I love what you said, which is one of the first things you need to learn to do is to delegate because you will end up getting so stressed a lot of the times and a lot of the stress and anxiety that comes from a startup phase Mm-hmm. is because one, you don't feel like you can afford it, but then sometimes it gets to a stage that you can't afford to do it because it's either going to burn you out, it's going to take you longer, so you're worth dollar per hours. Like you said, you could go out and actually do more of the sales and maybe find somebody else, and we've got these amazing platforms now like Freelancer, Elancer, um, Fiverr. <laughs> It's all these different places to help us. I I feel as we start to grow our team, we start to realise the importance of leadership and communication with being able to, for me, is being able to want to motivate my team to feel like they're a part of it and want to do it and to be proactive by themselves. Mm -hmm. But I would love to know what your description is what is leadership you've been you know the expert on this and training leaders around the world what would be a great description of what leadership is I really think it's developing people to be the best version of themselves and Mm -hmm. you know even as a solopreneur that may be you developing yourself into the best version of you so just Mm -hmm. as we were talking about delegation I am honing the thing that I am best at and getting people to help me do that but if I'm trying to be the jack of all of these trades how am I going to be the master of the one that is mm. my company and is my purpose? And, you know, even working for yourself, you still have to lean in and, and have people that are around you. And, you know, that's, it says it takes a village to raise a child. My dad, who's a third generation business owner said, you know, to raise a business owner, it takes your people. It mm. takes trusting in those people that can help you, which really, you know, my second piece of that delegation with leadership is relationships. 
That's how you make sales. That's how you surround yourself with people that can support you Mm. and help you take care of, you know, parts of your business, as you said, that you don't lose, lose focus and sight of the things that are truly important to help your business grow. Are there different types of leadership? Because for, for us, my husband and I run the Sales Institute. And so we teach different behavior styles with selling and some customers want more detail. Some of them are very straight to the point. Some of them, you know, these really enthusiastic and then you've got these really calm and controlled and, you know, nurturers in leadership with our team, I see that my husband and I are two completely different communicators with our team on how we lead. Mm-hmm. Is there actually a model? Can you we talk about that a little bit more and expand on that about different types of behaviors that create leadership, that create a great leader? Because I can imagine there's not just one. <laughs> there is, you know, there there really isn't. And I I, I think when it's when, when you are a leader, it's truly about coming to know the people around you. And it's what you said, there's different communication styles. And of course, you know, there's there's Myers-Briggs, you know, there's all kinds of different personality yes. assessments you can take, which I don't mm-hmm. like when they use them to stereotype someone. Yes. It's a context for communication. But I think the mm-hmm. most important thing that you can do as a leader at any level, even again, if you're solopreneuring, whatever it is that you're doing, is figuring out those people around you, what they need, how they need mm-hmm. to be communicated to. So yes. while I may be, sharing something with you and i know that you don't necessarily need a high level of detail so i can give you a big picture you'll mm-hmm. get everything you need and that communication will be successful when yeah that's me else, she's already picked me ladies she's already picked me in <laughs> some others it would be you know if you say well just just put that report together for me well do you want it on white paper yellow paper green paper do you want it two-sided do you want it stapled do you want it so I know I have to really up my game with certain individuals yes. to give them the details they need. There's some people that want it short and sweet. They don't want the chit chat. They mm-hmm. don't want the, and so, you know, I know the golden rule is do unto others as you would have done unto you. The more I learn about leadership, the more I'm involved in leadership, I have really come to understand do unto others as they would like to have done unto them. And yes. I mean that from a communication perspective, from a motivational mm-hmm. perspective, because what motivates you may not necessarily be the same thing that motivates me. Yeah, so it's not about when you're a leader, it is so much like being a parent. It's not about mm. what you need in that moment. It's about understanding what someone else needs. And again, yes. circling back to helping them be the best that they can be and delivering that in a way in which they need it. Not mm. I think the way that you framed that is communication in itself, because as I said before about sales processes, when we help people, it's understanding that there are going to be customers that need more detail and there's going to be customers that don't want to do all the rapport stuff and they just want to get straight into action. So I love that you said that because, ladies, this goes hand in hand with everything. I want to pick up on something that I led with before with a question about we've got women that have come out of corporate going into solopreneurship. We've got women that have come in out of being a a, a mother for the first time. And you've just mentioned something there about the leadership because I cannot believe how much of my time management, self-management and being able to learn how to lead a better life with, and I think the word that we used to preach at was the integration of still running my business and being, um, you know, a great mother. I do feel that, there was a lot of leadership learned subconsciously for me as a mother. 
that I've now put into business. Yes. Kids are the best teachers. Kids are the best (laughs) teachers of that, you know, because it's, first of all, they teach you, you're not in control. (laughs) You you could have the day planned and one sick, the school calls, you got to go. I mean, it's like, I had three hours set aside to get this presentation ready for blah, 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 you know, or you may be getting ready to do a presentation and they're like, school called, got to, you know, and it's, in, you know, in, in, in secondary to that is just the, the, the constant questioning and just openness mm. to learning. You know, mm. I think as kids, they are not afraid to jump off the diving board. And now, you know, when I go to the pool and I see these kids jumping off the high dive, I'm like, when and what lifetime did I ever do that? You know, I mean, but mm. they don't think about it. They just run. And, yeah. you know, of course, being safe, but it's it's not that constant fear stopping you. Yeah, And I think for a lot of individuals, at least I know for me, before I started my business, you know, there was a lot of fear and anxiety about what if I fail? Mm. You know, what if this doesn't work out? I've left corporate America. Then, you know, I left someone I worked for in between that time for his consulting firm. Like, what if this doesn't work out? And, mm. you know, my father and, and my husband both were like, but first of all, what if it does? And second, if it doesn't, you're going to have grown through the experience. And you will be better and stronger on the other side. Mm. And that's, you know, something that I constantly had to remind myself when it became challenging. And, you know, I didn't know what the income was going to be for the next six months. No idea. You know, when just when you think the phone has stopped ringing, the phone rings and then something comes in and it's just really having faith in yourself Mm. and that what you're putting out there will grow. And and I, I firmly believe that if you have passion and you have belief and yourself and your ability and what it is you're delivering, then, you know, but it doesn't mean it's going to be easy, but it just means Mm. that sometimes you just have to have faith in that. Yeah. Energetically. I think as soon as you're really energetically aligned with that purpose, obviously there's still going to be grit there. There's still going to be hard work, but we want to be smarter at it. And, and I think, and I'd love to move the conversation into what you've learned from the pandemic, because I think we've learned how we can work a lot smarter now with, with what's just happened over the last couple of years. Before we do go into that, I do want to ask you a question about we've got women that are in the growth phase and they're at the moment hiring team or they're scaling their business mm-hmm. and they're now stepping a little bit further behind the scenes. What is some skills that they really need to find or to be able to help them get the right leaders when they're hiring mm-hmm. to grow their business like because they're ready to take it to that next level there's got to be something really important for them to know hiring like for us we're about to hire a brand new sales trainer mm-hmm. and it's a it's quite scary for me because they're going to be, they're representing the business. Mm-hmm. They're with your customers, you know, they, they're our clients. So is there some things that we can do when we're hiring to really grow the business to the next level? I really think some of the most important questions you can ask around, is this person a good fit for your culture? Mm. And, you know, so much, so many times I've been sitting in interviews where it's like, do they have the technical expertise? Can they, you know, do they know how to go in and do a sales presentation? But so much for me would be as even I bring people on to collaborate with me, it's, is it a good cultural fit for what hope is about? 
Mm -hmm. you know, developing people. Is this someone that also their values are in alignment with that? And as in, do they love people? Are they passionate about helping people? Because they might be great at teaching leadership skills, but they haven't got the heart in really. Is that what you mean? Yeah. Yes. Yes. So Mm -hmm. just when you're, when you're interviewing, really asking them some of those questions about, you know, kind of describing that. And I even tell people when they are interviewing, they should always ask a culture question. So describe Mm -hmm. to me your culture, because to me, I think that's an important, probably one of the most important first fits mm-hmm. someone, because a lot of people realized during the pandemic that they weren't good culture fits where they were at, you know, mm. and distance from it gave them time for pause, time for reflection. Yeah. So it's, you know, do they believe in your message? Do they believe in what you're doing? Do they believe in your mission and your vision? Mm. And, you know, of course we know in interviews, people can head nod. Yes, I do. Yeah. Sometimes so we get them to expand on it. There. <laughs> right. Right. But I think that there are better questions that we can be asking when we're mm-hmm. in that initial, you know, initial phase of interviewing to kind of probe for some of that and yes. find out, is this person going to be a good fit? Because it it's very hard to work for somewhere that you don't believe in. Yeah, yeah. I remember teaching many, many years ago uh, that it's we normally hire on skill set but fire on attitude. Mm-hmm. I used to run uh, a lot of health clubs back in the day and I learned that a lot because you might have had a group fitness instructor or a personal trainer and you hire him totally because they were skilled. They can teach classes. They can build a great community of clients within the gym. But then <laughs> it's normally the attitude that gets rid of them. And yeah. so is that safe to say that the attitude is also linked to it being a very bad culture fit? Absolutely. And you see that in organizations all the time. And, you know, I always say this, the number one reason why people leave is because of bad leadership. It's mm. not necessarily the organization, but it, it's a bad leader. And a lot of leaders get promoted because they're strong in production. They're strong on delivering on, you know, ROI, return on mm-hmm. you know, investments. And, but they're not good people motivators and they're yes. not good with, you know, stepping away and, and mm-hmm. empowering and delegating to other people for yes. jobs because you have to do a diff- completely different level of work when you're a leadership level I mean so you're, interesting you're driving the business and if you're on the front lines micromanaging do it then you're not where you need to be to support your mm. team mm. really interesting because we've got shares um in a few different businesses and one of them the founder has stepped away and the CEO now that's driving it has a very poor ability of there's just no people skills mm. he's, he's very direct and very dry and, and and I remember as soon as I met him and not realizing this when you're talking about the leadership but I remember saying to my husband I feel like it's time to actually move those shares out because I felt having that leader at the top is it just didn't feel good for me I just felt there's going to be a whole change within the yeah. business there's probably going to you're going to see turnover Mm. it's because it's gonna it's gonna cascade down I mean at the higher level because it it seems to mid-level that what gets rewarded is that leadership style because Mm. that person's now CEO and you just you know you have to be careful about what you reward because then wow that's so interesting I'm selling the shares ladies I'm selling the shares (laughs) (laughs) now hope there has been everyone's lives have been turned upside down, some in a fantastic blessing and some of them have not been. 
since the pandemic. I would really love to know what some of the biggest challenges and opportunities that you've seen that have come out of the pandemic when it's come to leadership and development, business, companies. What have you noticed? I have, well, I'll start with me. I was not a virtual trainer. I did not mm-hmm. do, I didn't even know what Zoom was. Didn't have Zoom, didn't even know what Microsoft Teams was. And the, so then March, 2020 happens and all my clients are in person. We can't be in person. I had mm-hmm. clients all around the country that I was, you know, hopping on planes going to. Yes, that's so, true. You know, I had an HR VP call me and say, so are we going to do this virtually? I was like, what? <laughs> so I was like, this is not my business model. This is not how I've been groomed to be able to do these things. So yes. my very technologically savvy husband hooked me up with, you know, the, a good camera, a good mic. He's like, you got this, you can do this. I wouldn't go back now to 100% of the other way because mm-hmm. of the efficiency of the integration of not yes. having to be in four different states in a week. Mm. You know, does it make sense for us to have this training in person or does it make sense for us to jump on for an hour Zoom and do it virtually? Yeah. And I think that a lot of people have realized they want their life back. They want time mm-hmm. back where mm-hmm. they were commuting for two hours every day, if that was your situation. Mm-hmm. And I, I just think that people want more of a balance. And that's, you know, yes. really what the whole great resignation, I believe, has been about is just people wanting to leave things that were no longer working for them so that they could really have mm-hmm. what I have come to call more integrated life, not a balance. But yes. it's, if I need to go to my kid's game in the middle of the day or go to a doctor's appointment, I can and guess what? So it true. Still gets done. And it yes. probably gets done more efficiently. I love that you said efficiently. The difference in our business, we created this business together. So my husband was um, a CEO of a company. Um, it was with sales development. I was doing coaching for female entrepreneurs and running those events. And then he really wanted to move our family to where he originally lived, which was over in Perth. So it was the other side of Australia. And beautiful beaches. And he just always said, it's a great way to to raise our son. And I was like, okay, let's just do it. So the great thing is a lot of my business was online anyway. But for him, he was leaving a a corporate company, starting out on his own. And I said, let's just do it together because it really integrates beautifully because we don't do sales training anyway. And we were able to build our business when we first launched it we were traveling everywhere, doing events, doing events, selling people into courses, and then traveling to honor those courses. Then the pandemic hit. Mm. And I was like, well, this will be pretty similar to like what I do for my podcast interviews on Zoom. (laughs) (laughs) And just like, yeah, you just work it out. And so next minute we set up this studio. And would you believe that was the blessing for us to hit seven figures because now we were more efficient Mm -hmm. we didn't have to travel so the time we were spending going from state to state and for Australia to to fly somewhere it's for for us to go to one side of Australia to other it's like five and a half hours that's not including getting to the airport so you're losing a day of travel so for us we became more efficient the time that we were able to to work on our business and to be able to support our son in sports. And then he could coach. My husband loves to coach, you know, all his team sports. 
I love that you were saying about the efficiency of life. And sometimes you don't even realize that there is another system available until you get pushed off the cliff. I, yes. And, you know, I tell people nobody wanted the pandemic to happen. And it, a lot of people suffered and are still yes. suffering from that. But if we all don't take this as an opportunity that the universe has given us to make mm. our lives better, to make our lives more efficient, to just do things differently. You know, I, I think, I don't know, I got to a point at the end of 2019 and I was really tired, didn't know how tired, what tired meant till we got through the pandemic, but mm -hmm. it was just this tired of, I just feel like this is becoming, you know, it, it's, I, I'm missing out on things at home with my family and I'm very, very close to my family. And it was like, you know, there was times I was in an airport oh, yes. at yeah. midnight and I really wanted to be home because the next day, our niece had a game and I wanted to be there, but I didn't know if mm. I was going to be able to get there. And I'm like, okay, what's most important? And I, I think that life had maybe got me into this mindset that it had to be either or mm -hmm. in given moments. And, and I don't think that it has to be that way. I think that, you know, we choose our yeses and we also choose our nos. Mm. And so being more intentional about what we're saying yes to, what we're saying no to, and that we don't always have to do it the way we've done it. You know, a client may say to me, well, could you, you know, could you come for an hour meeting? Well, an hour meeting's never an hour meeting. It's a commute, mm -hmm. it's going. And so now it's like, sure, That's do you right. want to jump on Zoom? Absolutely. Well, I can have four of those meetings now in a day and still <laughs> yes. be able, still be able to make a game, you know, yes. with, with our niece. Yes. And so it's, it's just mind boggling that I'm like, why, why weren't we doing this before? Mm. Like, yeah, I know. I, there were a lot of inefficiencies that I think that for me, that's one of the biggest things coming out. Yes. It's also the preciousness of every mm -hmm. moment because your son won't be his age forever. He'll yes. be going and doing his thing. So mm. it, it's not like, you know, time isn't something you get back. Mm. Yeah. And so for me, it's it's always about what am I what am I giving to today to make the most of this time? Because mm -hmm. tomorrow's promise to no person. And I want to know that every minute that I can, I filled it with the things I wanted to fill it with. And not that you, there's some days you got to do stuff you don't want to do. Yes. Yeah. But if your life is filled with more of that than it is with things that you truly are passionate about and you love starting with your family, then I think it's really time to have a renegotiation with yourself. Mm. <laughs> of, you know, how, how can I make it's, it? It's true. I feel, I, I feel with the women that I work with, we naturally, I feel go through a filter of like an un unconscious checklist, okay? If I do that, how's that going to affect this, 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 this? Where I notice with the men, they're very t focused, and this might be a very big generalisation. Some of our clients, though, I feel like they're like, yep, it's about work. That's the number one priority. It's like, boom, where I feel like women are very good with what I've noticed with who I've worked with, the time management of integrating the the life in there and I don't know if that's happened over the pandemic or not but how that's happened I do notice there's a significant difference in in that and maybe just the people that I'm attracting compared to who my husband contracts because they <laughs> we are very I, two different I human beings I think it got amplified for mm. us during the pandemic so I think yeah. that it was always there but the volume got turned up. And so now yes. we're starting to hear it differently than we've heard it before. Yes, yes, and, I think and, you're right that, on there. Yeah, and that for me is just like, I, I wouldn't miss out on the things that I'm doing. And, you know, and sometimes that means saying no mm. to some opportunities because it's just, there's something else that I feel is more important for me. And, mm. you know, it's just kind of having those priorities in mind and knowing what those are for yourself 
becomes very important as a business owner because you yeah. know sometimes we especially newer business owners i remember first starting hope in 2010 i wanted to say yes to everything mm -hmm. yeah yes, 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 and yes, you yes, do yes. right you do you do because you just yeah, want everything to work come speak because they'll market you and you're yeah. like okay there's nobody here that would ever need what i do but okay it's an opportunity <laughs> and now you know you look at it and you're like mm, you know what thank mm. you for asking no and and, and just mm. especially as women and this is generalizing too but giving yourself permission to say no and sometimes yes. that can be hard because we don't want to let people down mm -hmm. and it's that you know in the back of the mind if we are are we feeling no i believe that we're yeah. succeeding we're going to be able mm -hmm. to succeed better and more efficiently because we're yes. being intentional about what we're mm. taking in and what we're saying yes to Mm. You notice a big difference between male and female in leaderships in, in corporate and businesses, small, medium businesses, just generally, is there, is there a big difference? I would say, you know, men's mentality, and this is a little bit of Sheryl Sandberg lean in, is like, you know, they're born ready. So mm. even if there's opportunity and they don't have all the qualifications, they'll figure it out along the way. Yes. And I think often where women, we will limit ourselves is that we will look at something and say, well, I only know how to do half of it. Mm. So I'm, I, I don't even know if I I'm should right. try because I mm. feel like, yeah, I'm going to fail before I even start. And, mm. you know, to, to bring it back around to, to the beginning, we were talking about delegating. I don't have to know how to do hundred percent of it. Mm -hmm. If I'm a really strong leader, I can get in there and I can assemble a team that's going mm -hmm. to be amazing at different pieces of this. And I'm going to have my piece of it as well. I mean, you know, that, that to me, when you go back to asking, like, what is a leader? It's bringing a, a team of people together going to be the best because mm -hmm. each one of them is being their best and my best and your best are completely different. But you wouldn't want a team made up of all of your best. Yes. Yeah. You need and that's, it's something the contrast. To yeah, because sometimes <laughs> we want to hire many versions of ourselves. Yeah. Oh my goodness, if I but, did that, there would be so many things that wouldn't get done. <laughs> yes, yeah. No, I know with my team, every single person that I've hired to date is because of a skill set that I don't have or I don't like doing that that mm -hmm. job. And I'm they are really, passionate and they yeah. do it well. And they do it better than me yeah. and with less stress. I get so excited. I'm like, I love that you love that. <laughs> I, I would love to know, I did hear that when um, applying for jobs in the workplace, I have heard that a lot of men will apply for something, even though it's higher than themselves with his skill set, and women will wait until they've got the skill set to apply it. Is that still something that's true? Yes, I do a lot. I, I do a lot of individual leadership coaching, and I would say the difference between men and women coaching them is men aren't afraid to try. Mm. that's not that they want to fail but they don't even go in with the mentality of failing mm. <laughs> i mean that's that's not where they start you know they, yeah. they start with i can do this i can do that <laughs> i can do that and you know i think women what generally the, the women that i have had the privilege of coaching it's just you know well i don't know should i go for that vp position i haven't been this long mm. what do you think i'm like just try it because mm. you will gain something from the process of trying going through and interviewing and you know just kind of thinking about what's important to you and maybe you get to the end of it and realize you don't even want it but yeah. you don't know unless you you go through that exercise and mm. you know I, I just i think that 
sometimes just that confidence in ourselves. It's not that we don't have the ability, it's confidence in ourselves having that, you know, and it's just, I, yeah. And failing and being okay after failure, that it's not going to be this. Mark. I think that relates a lot to hope, even for the female business owners we have on here is going for that corporate client, getting that corporate client. If there's somebody on your wish list, are you waiting for your business to be a certain size or to have a certain amount of people on your team to feel that you have the right to go after it where maybe you actually own the skill set? Because I remember years ago, I wanted, I my, my business was called Billionaire Babes. And oh, it was it was it was teaching um, just high end selling skills, and I really wanted either Porsche or Mercedes as one of my clients. And I just thought, well, this is what I want, so I'll just go after it. Even though at that stage, it was just me. But I just knew that I've done millions of years of sales training. I've just now just changed into the entity of me instead of being under a company banner. Mm-hmm. but now it's my own entity and I just went in and did a couple of secret shops and then organized a meeting with, with the owners and then end up scoring Mercedes-Benz didn't get port but I got the meeting but that is the difference as well with what you're saying about that leadership going for the job mm-hmm. is their clients it's making me think now uh-huh. who is it that I would love to re you know re-energize get on board as a client Yes. Yeah, I think that's and it's really sometimes powerful. just reintroducing yourself. And, you know, mm. there have been a number of times that I've worked very hard on putting a proposal together for a client that I ended up not getting, but an even bigger client came behind it. And I had worked so hard on this proposal that I could use pieces of that set me up for success and confidence going in to another one. Yes. So, you know, I never look at a door closing as it's, it's closed. It's just one that it wasn't that one to walk through at that moment. Mm -hmm. But there's going to be another one waiting yeah i will be able to walk into and so sometimes it's just going through the exercise of something Mm -hmm. that's where the growth happens but it's not being afraid to do the exercise it's Mm -hmm. in in, in, it's really recalibrating what success looks like and you know my husband and i have this conversation all the time when you know he's like well no you didn't get the client but let's look at what success was you got the meeting you got in front of the ceo They may Mm -hmm. not need you today, but now they know you and then, you know, and so, you know, and then maybe that CEO leaves and goes to another company and remembers that Mm. that proposal I did. And yes, now is the time. So Mm. I always just believe as business owner, just the belief in yourself and the belief of planting seeds of it's become so important with relationships. It's like, don't look at this as for not just because the outcome wasn't your intended outcome and don't be so close-minded to the only positive outcome or the only outcome that equals success is that I got it. Yes. No, yeah. Sometimes, success, sometimes in the the success is not getting it, mm. but it goes back yeah. to just that, that faith in it and that perseverance and just continuing mm. to keep showing up. Yeah. The last two women I've interviewed on the show uh, scaled their business faster than most, most businesses, but within a couple of years, they were already you know, hiring staff, they were supplying, one of them was a kid's toys. She was supplying globally. She, it was incredible, her growth. But both these women that I've just had on, um, two different businesses, it was because they went straight to the top of the tree 
And that's one got into the schooling system. I'm trying to think the other one, I can't remember who, what the business was, but I remember it was actually just going, oh, she created the first Jump the Cure app in Australia. Wow. And she actually just went knocking on doors in her local area first for an app, got them, then they referred, and then next minute, not a minute, but over a year, she's then suddenly global. But it was because initiating that first step of what most people probably wouldn't do, they might be relying on, you know, something easier like a Facebook ad or do you know what I mean, to get momentum. But it was like going to the top of the tree. Um, Yeah, I love that. Let's talk about your books. You've co-authored two books. Did you ever think you were going to be writing books? No. No. <laughs> Take no. us down that journey. We've got some I, women I, there I that are going, not. hey, I, I have a lot of information that I need to unpack. Um, <laughs> let, let's share about your, your book journey um, and what we can find out about it if we were to get it into our hands I I will say to you after I finished my doctorate I was not going to write much again I was exhausted because (laughs) part of that is you know the dissertation and that was just it's a very humbling experience to go through it's just you know it's a rite (laughs) of passage that you have to do so got through that never thought that the book thing would be something and then started hope in 2010 and in 2015 uh, you know, my husband, Dr. Joe DeCenci, he was like, I really think we should do a leadership book because he's in education. And he said, you know, I, I just think that I, I just think it would be, you know, let's just talk about the why. Why is there a need for good leaders? And so it's really an anthology. It's it's because mm-hmm. I believe in surrounding myself with people that know things differently than me and in some areas know more than me. So, you know, we brought a team together of people that had expertise in different areas, including myself my husband and you know it the first volume hope for leaders and a bridge was really a, a why guide like why you need to be a good leader we had set to put out a second volume in 2020 we had an outline kind of knew where we wanted to take it the pandemic hits and the more that i was doing coaching and training albeit virtually mm-hmm. i was you know we were talking about this and i'm like where we're headed is not what's needed this, this uh-huh. what's going to be out of the pan the need for leaders out of the pandemic is not only the why, but they got to know how. Mm-hmm. They're going to know, how do I lead change with my team? How do I sit down and have a real feedback conversation? You know, and how do I do it with an empathetic heart and, you know, mm-hmm. an objective mind? And I, I talk about that in my Leading with Love acronym, which is the listening ear, the objective mind, the versatile attitude, and the empathetic heart. You mm-hmm. got to have that. That's to me like an acronym for life. And so we really gave people tools so somebody can pick it up and read it and then do an exercise with their team. They can ask, you know, questions, they can do some activities, they can do, Mm -hmm. you know, and I think that's the real struggle is leaders that were already great when the pandemic hit did not have so much of a hard time. They did, but in different ways, but leaders that were Mm -hmm. struggling once the pandemic hit, especially those that had to see people every day and were micromanagers, that just rose to the top because they had to learn how to work differently. And, yeah. and some survived it and some mm. retired early and some have gone on to do something else. And, you know, that's mm. okay too. You know, I think every, what is it? They say a pandemic's every hundred years. It shakes things up. You know, it, it's time mm. that it, it was on a, it was on a path to probably not go well. And so it was an opportunity to pause and stop and figure out what's working, what's not working. And I think for a lot of leaders and a lot of organizations that happened. And so this is just a commonsensical guide to how to lead post pandemic. I mean, what are the 
common sense things that I say often are not common practice. Mm -hmm. Yes, forget. I saw you wrote that. Mm. And I, you know, I just say that it's, it's the basics are important. I mean, and, and even as a solopreneur, entrepreneur, mm -hmm. the basics of good communication, just being nice to people, mm -hmm. just understanding that they have lives mm. and connecting with them and standing up for them and also holding them accountable. Mm. being transparent, having clear expectations. I mean, these are, again, these are all things that, you know, we sit here and we go, that's just obvious. Mm. It isn't, it isn't. You know, it's, you, you know you, you'd be flawed at this. So we have three virtual assistants and I really treat them exactly like their team. When I had, when I first got them on, they were with an agency and I found out we were just at the one year mark and I found out that they don't get holiday pay. They don't get sick pay. They have no work, no pay. And a lot of the Philippines, the, the boys support the family. And as soon as I found that out, I was speaking to one of my clients and I just said, manage all your own VAs. What do you do? And she just said, blah, 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 blah. This is what I do. And I was like, no, what, I'm going to move them on. So after a year, we slowly moved them out when we we're out of contract across because I thought if we've got physical staff members, we've got a team that we pay holiday pay to and we pay sick pay, these are human beings but just on another side of the world for us. Really? Yes. It, it was really shocking. And I remember that one of the boys just suddenly types into our Slack chat, our channel, private messaged me and he says, excuse me, Annette, I hope you don't mind, but my girlfriend has um, gone into labour. I didn't even know that he had a girlfriend. Oh, my gosh. Didn't know that he'd knocked up his girlfriend. <laughs> and I said, are you kidding me? And I said, go. And I said, and do not come back till <laughs> a week. And then I realized there was something missing with us, with the team, mm -hmm. virtually, that there's still a disconnection of family and fun and that. So then I created these channels of a fun channel, fun day Monday. And then on the meetings on Friday, when we wrap it up is we talk about what we've got going on in our weekend. And because I realized just not even knowing that he was about to have a baby with his girlfriend and found out that the girlfriend's going to be living with him and the family. And it really opened my eyes up on something that was I was losing in leadership and connection. It is. It's just, I mean, it's it's getting to know your people. And and I mean it's it's and it's not even that you have to, you know, go out with them after work or go to it's it's just I know enough about my team that I can check in with mm. them. And that's and that's being a you know an entrepreneur, solopreneur, it's knowing something about my customers. Mm. And I know the people that you know that I do business with. I know something about each one of them. And when yeah. I go in, I'll check in and I, you know what, one just recently had a grandbaby and I'm like, you have pictures of that grandbaby? Mm -hmm. I would love it. And they're like, you remembered my daughter had her, you know. I was like, oh, that's so special. Yeah, but I mean, it's that personal, that's... it's just that personal connection that mm. to me, that's that's being a leader in a moment. It's it's connecting mm -hmm. with somebody and making somebody feel like you care. And, and it's in a world right now that a lot of people don't feel like that. They don't feel a connection. They don't feel 
that caring. And I think it's, yes. you have the power of being able to do that as, as a human, as a leader. There mm -hmm. to me is nothing, nothing more important. And people will go the extra mile for you when they know that, that you truly care yes. about them and are invested yeah. in their life to some extent. It's, it, they have no problem with with working and, and doing the things that you need to get done. Mm. If we've got a lady sitting on here and she's like, I've never actually felt confident enough to lead a team, but what would you say to somebody that wants to improve, like sharpen the sword in leadership? I, I, I'm going to share a story. I had someone in one of my public speaking classes raise her hand and said, I'm awful at public speaking. How do I be better public speaker? I said, do it, <laughs> I said, do it more, show up, volunteer. When someone mm -hmm. asks for something, just put yourself out there. You're gonna be a novice for a really long time, but you haven't earned the right yet to be the expert. And so mm -hmm. you just putting yourself and volunteering for things and volunteering to lead a project, mm -hmm. that puts you in a leadership role. You may not have people directly reporting to you. You may not be doing at that moment performance evaluations, but you're, you're leading something and you're facilitating mm -hmm. a process. You're bringing people together. You're holding people accountable to get things done. And, and, I, and to me, it's just stepping up and either asking for those opportunities or even better yet, looking for them. Sometimes mm. where people didn't even know there was one. So creating yes. those opportunities for yourself, seeing that mm. need and saying, raising your hand and saying, I would like to do that. Yeah. Because if we're sitting there waiting for someone to bring us those opportunities, they may or may not come. Mm. Most of those in my life have not come. I've created them. Yes. Yeah. And as soon as you make the decision, the reticulated activating system will start to show those opportunities as soon as you start to say, this is what I want. I do want to just clarify one thing because I used to teach transformational leadership programs, um, which was incorporating a lot of NLP into um, the corporate training. And I remember at first when leadership came out, there was a lot of explanation in saying what's the difference between leadership and management because I do want to just explain that to ladies, the ladies listening, because I know as soon as you get a team member, you will straight away realise that you need to get systems in place. As soon as you get a team, you're getting out of what's in your head, you got to get it out because you need someone else to be able to do it. But that's not leadership. Can you explain to everybody very simply what's the difference between leadership and management? Management for me is, is exactly what you just said. And it's getting the processes in place. Mm -hmm. Leadership is getting the people in place. Oof. It's developing those people. Yeah. Love that answer. How simple is that? Getting the processes in place, getting the people in place. Yes. And the latter is where your focus should be mm. as, as, as a true leader. Because if you're managing the processes all the time, people will leave you. If women are here and they're going, we want to continue this conversation with Hope, how do we find out more? Where's the best place for them to stay in contact with you? If you check out our website, which is www.hopeforleaders.com, they can find a number of different resources that we have available information if they want to check out the book. I have a free monthly e-newsletter 
that I do that I just put a lot of again common sense practical tips out there that gotten a lot of good feedback on wow I never really thought about that or Ooh, I have thought about that. Thank you for the reminder. I need to do it. So if that's something helpful, you can sign up for that on the website as well. Awesome. We'll have all the links there. Now, Hope, I finished the interview with three questions. Two of them are based on best pieces of advice for a woman in the startup phase and a woman in the growth phase. Something that maybe you wish that you were told before. <laughs> something that, you know, maybe you've already you want to reiterate what you've already just said or something brand new that you feel like, you know what, if I was to add this last piece of advice, that would, would it be? I would come for the, for the new, for the new generation of leaders coming in, starting it. I I'm going to go back to don't be afraid to ask for help. Don't Mm. think that this all has to be on you to begin it because you're already going to be starting at a deficit Mm. when you do that, because you're not going to be able to, focus on the the aspect of why you're doing this you know the the one thing that's your mission your vision your passion because Mm. you're trying to do all because as we know a business requires a thousand different things it's not just about me getting up every day and getting to go you know do a wonderful podcast or go coach you know an amazing leader or lead a training class there's so many other things that i have to do and all that but I have a lot of good people that can help me so that I can focus on those things that I do best. So mm. the first, you know, what I would say is, is find your people as, as my dad has so amazingly taught me. It's, it's find your people that, that love you, that know you, that support you, that can help you in ways that you need help, that you mm. need to be best served. Love and them. for those of us that have been around a long time and, and, and doing this, what I will say is just realize the importance of continuing to learn and grow. And continue to realize the importance of putting an oxygen mask on yourself first, because sometimes we can, you know, we can scale it so large and we can be saying yes to everything because we're growing fast and we like the excitement Mm -hmm. from all that. And that's, you know, is that a sustainable pace? And so (laughs) I say, you know, the, the longer I've been in business, I have so come to understand the importance for me of self care and Mm -hmm. not feeling guilty that you know, every day I get something in for me. And, you know, it's, it's, that's a good thing because I'm, I'm helping people every day. That's what I do. And if I'm not helping myself first, where is that going to come? You know, if my, if my cup is empty, I'm not going to have much to give other people. Do you know what next year I am launching a brand new type of event? So it will be one where we will be traveling back around um, I always used to do the Herpreneur event and the, the original Herpreneur event was make big money doing what you love. And it was always about sales systems, funnels, marketing. And there was one piece on um, personal development and the new version of that, the 2.0, it's totally flipping it on the head. And it's, it's name's still in process, but it's something like Herpreneur Life and I'm integrating all the back end of my wellness and the health and fitness and bringing that into entrepreneurship. One of the very first seasons was um, Herpreneur Wellness Show, for the podcast shows. We've gone through Herpreneur Wellness Lifestyle, now it's um, Women Business Life. Though I love that you've said that because I do know from myself and the women that I've coached, the more they go for it, the bigger the burnout happens. And so part of my genius zone now is really just integrating that. So to stop the burnout, 
Mm-hmm. So I really, really appreciate you saying that that message because you would have witnessed it a million times over with the women that you've worked with mm-hmm. in corporate as clients. I and I yes, yes. And some to the point of their own physical health. Yes. And there's nothing that there's nothing that is worth that. Nothing. Mm. So and just, you know, and just realizing that and, and taking care of you. Mm. Well, this is a great segue into the last question. What is the one thing that you do that you know when you are feeling like, uh, I need to just get back into alignment? What's the one thing that you do that gets you away from your desk, away from your work that you know when you do it, it makes you the happiest version of you? What would it be? Walking. Ah. I kid you not. And it's I agree. you don't have to be amazing at it. <laughs> and for us entrepreneurs, we're very, you know, type A, it's, it's, it's aiming for perfection, not progress. You know, and it's like, it should be flipped. It should be progress, not perfection. It's, I don't have anybody judging me. I'm just walking. And mm. I especially love doing it outside because when I look up at the sky, I am reminded of all the possibilities of all mm. the hope that is out there in, in a very challenging world, things that can that can keep us down. It's just this unlimitedness. And, and in that hour that I'm walking and, you know, sometimes I am answering an email, sometimes I'm doing a little bit of work like, you know, integration. But for the most part, it's just my time and, and nobody mm. needs anything in that hour that I'm gone. It's just giving back into myself. And it's just, I mean, I, if I don't get that in in the morning, my husband knows by the afternoon because he's like, you didn't walk today, did you? (laughs) Like, no, I didn't. So, and you know, you don't, so some days maybe it's not an hour. Sometimes maybe it's a half an hour and now it's getting dark earlier. You know, I have a treadmill. It's not my first love, but, but you know what? It's just, it's finding and and that may not be your thing, but it's just, for me, it's just, I'm free. I try to walk every morning. Yes, because it's the to clear. So even if I do physical exercise, whatever it might be, dancing or weights, whatever it might be, the walk is really important. Mm-hmm. Because is, so I get is. that, and sometimes my son says, if I'm having a little bit of an angry afternoon, <laughs> he would say, "Did you go for your walk today, Mum?" People know when we don't do it. They're like, did you put that oxygen on you? I did not today. Plus, unlimited supply of oxygen out in the, open, <laughs> out in the air. And I just, I don't know. And as I'm walking, yeah. I, have this, I have this little mantra that I say to myself. Mm. Attitude of gratitude. Attitude of gratitude. And even if I'm mm. having a very frustrating day or, you know, I'm sad or I'm mad or I'm angry, I'm not judging myself for where I'm feeling. I just, it's an attitude of gratitude that I've got two feet that are walking me. And then mm. I, I have the ability to have, you know, the freedom to go out and be able to do that. And it's just, yeah. it, it is a mind, it is a mindset thing. It's a mind shift. It's just, mm. I don't know how to explain it, but you come back in and whatever you left, when you get back, you're. Yeah. I find it just lifts my vibration so high. Mine it's too. just like, bang, I am, I'm, I'm, I'm locked in. The ideas have flown in. It's everything. This has been a beautiful interview. I just want to say thank you for sharing your genius, your knowledge. I can just hear that you would you would talk for months, not days, months <laughs> on this stuff. I just can tell that you're very, um, you, your, your wisdom goes deep. 
Oh, well, thank you. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm honored that you would say that. I'm, I feel very, very blessed that all roads or jungle gym or whatever you want to call it have led me here because mm. it's, I know it's where I'm meant to be. And that's good that when you get knocked down, when you're where you're meant to be, it, it's a lot easier to get up with more courage and more persistence because it's mm -hmm. life is going to knock us down even when we're where we're supposed to be. Uh, but I think it's, it's much easier to get back up and keep going forward when we know like this, this is mm. it. This is where, this is where I need to be. We'll keep changing lives. It's been absolutely blessing to have you on the show and ladies, all the links are below. Click that link that will take you through to everything we have mentioned today on the show. You're listening to The Herpreneur Show. I hope you received the inspirational idea, thought, or message that you are meant to hear today. If you love the show, it means a bunch to me sending me a message on Facebook or on iTunes to rate and review the show and subscribe so you're the first to know when the next show's released. Until then, make sure you do something that fills up your level of happiness, something that lifts your vibration so high that you're the happiest person that you know. I'm out.